We are. We're going to be talking all things baseball, all things American sports, I'm pretty sure. We might get this next guest on more regularly. The big Texan. Yeah, no, this is good. This is exciting. Um, so he's a play-by-play commentator with Ed White for the Melbourne Aces baseball team. Uh, they've just qualified for the finals, so I thought it'd be a good time to touch base and uh, see what's going on. And to join us is uh, Michael Dixon. G'day, Michael. How you guys doing? After hearing everybody you had on your show, I feel like I'm uh, very underwhelming in terms of uh, stature, but it's a pleasure. No, you definitely not. No, no, we, we would love to get you on more often, mate. Uh, now tell us, uh, well, we'll start with the Aces. Uh, their season, they've made it to the finals, which is which is fantastic. Uh, but uh, just give us a quick quick recap of their year. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, they got out to kind of a slow start, and, you know, it's a short season. It's only 40 games, which for an American coming over here, that's a very quick baseball season. Mm. And uh, the good news with the ABL is simply the fact that four of the 16 make the finals, so you can survive a couple of uh, down weeks. And then they went to Sydney, and once they went to Sydney, they were scorching hot, one of the best teams in the league. They've had one of the best pitching staffs in the league all year long, which has obviously been uh, – a lot of fun for us to watch, and so they've uh, they've had some real uh, impressive performances lately, and, and that uh, cemented their status in the postseason. And now they've got one more series against Canberra. I don't really think Melbourne has a, a whole lot to play for because I think their playoff spot and where they're going to be is already locked up. Canberra has the worst record in the league, so it's really I think just going to be a fun series. It's a, a great series to come out and uh, enjoy the Aces uh, one more time before the. The holidays end, as I uh, have come to understand here in Australia. And then, of course, uh, the playoffs will uh, be done. It looks like they'll probably play Adelaide. We'll have to wait and see. But it's uh, pretty much where they are right now. they got four more games left starting Thursday. And we're obviously very much looking forward to it. And, Michael, you mentioned off air that you've um, come across from Dallas, Texas. Uh, what enticed you about the Australian baseball season? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's you know learning learning a, a sport uh, over in the United States. You know we're we're around baseball all the time, so uh, it's just something you kind of grow up with. And then uh, we have Major League Baseball. You know I grew up going to games, uh, seeing the Texas Rangers. It was wild to be over here to watch them win the World Series. Um, so you know I work in baseball there. I work for a team in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's where I went to, to college, and I uh, came over here to, to work for the Aces and, and just kind of looking at the sport. Uh, from across the pond, you know, you, you don't really hear too much about baseball. You do hear about some of the players that have come through the major leagues, RGM being one of them, Justin Huber. But uh, for the most part, it's it's a sport that at the major league level was dominated by players from the United States and players from, you know, places like the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. And so it's been, uh, it's been really fun to come over here and be a part of this. And, and uh, I'm extremely fortunate to have this opportunity. And um, it's hard to believe I'm, I'm almost three months of my four months finished and uh, I'm already getting sad at the, the, the idea of leaving but uh, it's just been so much fun and, and watching this board over here has been a ton of fun. What, what's the standard like com- compared to everywhere else in the world for the Australian League? Is it, is it, is it close to anything? Yeah, it's, it's a really good question. You have um, you have guys who you know played at the major league level. Uh, Greg Bird is on our Roster. He, he played in the big leagues. Lewis Thorpe was a Melbourne native. Uh, he he ended up playing in the big leagues. So you've got some guys who have played at a very high level. Uh, Delman Young was a name that came through 
Melbourne uh, a few years ago, Ronald Acuna Jr., the, the National League MVP. He actually, when he was a prospect with the Atlanta Braves, came here to play. So it's, it's very much a melting pot. Um, I think for that reason, the, the highest level within the league in terms of, of the players, that is uh, among the highest level just about anywhere that probably is a Major League Baseball or maybe uh, a couple of the big leagues in, in Asia and Korea and Japan. But, um, you know, these guys played triple-A uh, baseball, double-A baseball in the last couple of years, so right underneath at the big league level, and they're over here playing. Um, and then each each roster is, is comprised, too, of uh, a lot of local players, and that's just a mixed bag. You know, you might have a kid who's 15, 16 years old on a development list who's um, just starting his career, or, or you might have a guy who's played a lot of club baseball around Melbourne, and, and he's reliable, and uh, might not quite be good enough to play every day in the ABL, but good enough to at least be a pretty good fallback if somebody gets hurt, and that happens each and every year. So it's really hard to, to figure out what that specific level is. Um, I would probably liken it to, to the high A level in, uh, in the United States, which is the, the third level below Major League Baseball. But um, I think the quality of the baseball is really good. And, and just because this is a league in Australia doesn't mean at all that uh, you know, we're not talking about bona fide professional baseball. And, and as someone who's worked six years in baseball now, I, I can say that comfortably having seen it every night for the last uh, couple of months now. Michael, this was here. Thanks for coming on. Um, you obviously, we can hear a bit of noise in the background there. Uh, you're ticking off a uh, bucket list item tonight. Yeah, that, when, when all this came together and I had a chance to come to Melbourne, it felt like one of those cosmic moments. My dad's a, a sports writer in, in Texas, so I've grown up around sports pretty much my whole life. And, you know, I, I grew up watching the Australian Open until 3, 4, 5 in the morning on TV. You know, I. I had uh, turned the TV off, and my dad thought I went to bed. And then once he went to bed, I turned the TV back on and, and watched it. I just couldn't get enough of it. And you know, I've spent many, uh, I've spent many a cold uh, a night where the sun disappears at, at, at five o'clock in the evening, and, and it's winter time in Texas. And I just long for uh, a chance to be in uh, those warm, sunny days that I see all the way across. On and so to actually be here and be present at the Australian Open, this is my first time. It, it's uh, it, it's one of those those cosmic moments, and just talking about it right now in a weird way gives me goosebumps because I'm I'm nine thousand miles away from home, but uh, I feel like I've, I've I've seen this setup for my whole life, and, and it's so cool to actually be here. And Michael, you come from a, a sports background, as you mentioned. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, Australian sporting landscape? Obviously, we've got AFL, NRL, uh, the cricket now. Uh, what do you think of Australian sport in comparison to uh, back home? Yeah, so it's, it's a lot different, obviously. Um, one thing I've learned is, is that there aren't as many you know, weeknight sports here. Um, something that I've learned, it seems like, obviously, you know, in Melbourne, uh, at Melbourne Ballpark, we only play on the weekends. Uh, I think a lot of the, the Big Bash and, and those different competitions, I've learned a lot of that happens on the weekend, whereas in the U.S., pretty much a seven-day-a-week proposition. Uh, I had no idea when I got here how big the AFL was. I mean, it, it's massive, and, and everybody has a team. Everybody supports a team. Everybody knows all the players, and, and I, I think that the AFL has just as much of an impact on the, the collective in Australia as, as, say, the NFL has in, in the United States. I know that the population here isn't nearly as big. 
but but it seems like it, it's as important to Australians as the NFL is to Americans, and it's sort of that common language. So I've learned a lot about that. I didn't really know anything about cricket when I got here, but I got here in October, which of course was right in the middle of the World Cup. And so, you know, I go from my home in Dallas, and I also live in Nebraska for half the year. And and if I'm home at night, I'm always watching sports. And I got here, and there was nothing to watch, and I have to watch sports. So I said, all right, I'm going to start watching cricket. And sure enough, I got hooked, man. I loved it, and I went to the, the Boxing Day Test uh, at the MCG, and that was that was one of my, my favorite sports experiences. So uh, it is a little different. I think sports are, on the grand scheme of things, maybe a little bit bigger in the United States. Um the leagues are obviously massive, and the NFL is is massive. But the, the AFL and cricket, and just seeing how uh, connected the the Australian population is with, with the sports here in uh, in this country is really really cool for me to see. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it's, uh, it is cool. So play by play commentator for the Melbourne Aces is Michael Dixon, who we're talking to. Now, Michael, uh, we're going to divide the audience a bit. Have you picked an AFL team? Yeah, um, so I live in, in St. Kilda. Uh, that's my that's my four month home, and uh, I was learning about each team. and, and I said, "Well, oh, I'm from St. K- or not from St. Kilda, but I live in St. Kilda. So, uh, how about St. Kilda?" And somebody said, "Well, they haven't won since 1966." <laughs> I said, "Well, sounds like a team I would support." So, <laughs> so well done, you picked them. Oh, they just just a couple of other general. Sort of base, uh, sort of American sort of things. Uh, so the NFL's uh, reached its playoff stage. It's all very exciting, but gee, gee the weather. I mean, the snow. It's uh, it what was a Buffalo. And they got through the game. Oh, yeah. Just incredible. Yeah, yeah, the snow in Buffalo. Yeah, the, the the temperatures in Kansas City. I think Celsius. It was somewhere around minus twenty at kickoff, and the wind chill was minus thirty four. And oh. they were playing, and and everyone everyone just assumes that because it's cold. The offense is slow down, but in reality, I thought Kansas City looked really good against uh, Miami. The Dolphins just, you know, they're, they're used to that 70-degree Fahrenheit weather, so they're used to the, the sunny beachside, uh, uh, you know, life. And, and so waking up and having to go to Kansas City in the frozen tundra uh, and, and that, that stadium against Patrick Mahomes, who... You know, good luck beating him. It, it just feels like Kansas City might be getting hot at the right time, and I wouldn't want to run into them. Another great game upcoming between them and, and Buffalo. And, yeah, you had, I think, three feet of snow or something like that in Buffalo. They had to move the game. And I was even looking at uh, kickoff temperature this upcoming weekend with uh, Baltimore and uh, Houston, and, and that's going to be cold. I mean, I think the whole country right now is, is pretty much under a layer of ice. So, uh uh, it makes, makes for very interesting, and that's what playoff football is all about, man. I, I know you guys have watched a lot of it through the years, so that's what it's all about. And you're from Texas, so who, who do you follow over in the NFL? Well, I actually don't have a specific NFL team. My dad, uh, Skyler Dixon, is the Cowboys beat writer for the Associated Press, so I, I follow the Cowboys really closely. I'm not necessarily a fan one way or the other. That's My lucky. dad's been in that role for over 10 years now, so... Um, you know, I've grown up, grown up around it in a media perspective, and, and I'm just more of a fan of the NFL as a whole. But um, very, very close with the Cowboys in terms of following what they do, and that uh, that game that they played. I guess that would have been Monday here, Sunday back in, in the states. That was of all the, the disgusting losses that the Cowboys have had over this now 27 year of uh, 27 year run of, of 
disappointment. That was probably the worst one that uh, we've all seen. So the Cowboys find a, a new way each and every year if you'd like to set a new low. <laughs> they, are, they are the St. Kilda of the uh, NFL. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except they were good for, you know, they were, they were the best franchise in the NFL for 30 years, and now they'll go tw- at least 27 years without playing in the NFC Championship game, let alone going to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it's incredible, and... and the way that they lost to Green Bay, I mean, they just got their butt speed from pretty much the outset of that game, and, and it just wasn't surprising. That's, that's what the Cowboys have done pretty much my whole life. <laughs> uh, who, who wins it, do you think? Uh, I know there's a couple of teams that have uh, sort of played the whole season really well, but who's your tip to, to win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I, I just have this feeling that it's, it's finally time for San Francisco to get it done. I mean, Brock Purdy's a great story. Last pick overall in the draft. They call him Mr. Irrelevant. That's what they call the last pick in the NFL draft. And he goes from that to being one of the uh, MVP favorites. And I think that San Francisco team, for as many years as I've watched the NFL, might be the most complete team that I've seen. I mean, on both sides of the ball, they have so much talent and it's, it's hard to see them losing, but again, crazier things have happened. Uh, I wouldn't want any part of Baltimore right now. Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP, and the Ravens have an outstanding defense. That's so going to be a really tough game for the upstart Houston Texans this weekend. So if I had to pick who I think is going to meet in a Super Bowl, it's probably going to be, uh, or at least I think it's going to be San Francisco and Baltimore. And I think it's San Francisco again. That's an easy pick. I don't really have a hot take for you guys on who might win it, but uh, it just seems like it's trending that way. And it feels like Kyle Shanahan finally gets his uh, Super Bowl ring, and, and deservingly so, too. There you go. That'll be exciting. And how far for the Aces, mate? Can they, can they win the Claxton Shield? I think they can. I really do. And I'm not just saying that to get people excited or you know try and get a few extra people in the ballpark this weekend. I genuinely think uh, the pitching has been a little iffy the last couple of weeks, but I think part of that is the idea that the Aces have known for a while they're going to make the playoffs, but um, it would be really tough to overtake Adelaide. Had some really close games against Adelaide right before the new year, and Adelaide won four to five, but uh, any of them I felt like the Aces could have won. So um, when that's the best team and, and, and you've seen those two teams go head-to-head and they're as close as they are, uh, you know, one through five, I don't think there's a lineup that, that is as good as, as Melbourne's and um, guys like Greg Bird, Jimmy Carrigan. I mean, they fit so well together. So I really do think if they can keep things going against camera this week on offense and the pitching can get back to where it was the first half of the year, they can do it. And, uh, you know, all it takes is, is four wins. You just got to get hot at the right time. And I don't think there's any reason to see why Melbourne can't go uh, three and four having won two of the last three Cotton Shields. Well, let's hope so. Michael, one last from me. Apart from the sport, what's what's been your favourite uh, favorite thing coming to Australia? Oh, man, from coming from Dallas, I love how many people are actually out in the CBD or, or downtown, as we call it, the state. And the public transportation, everybody said it was horrible before I got here. And, and uh, the fact that I don't even have to worry about having a car or anything like that, I love the public transportation and... Uh, the uh, the fact that I, I can pretty much get anywhere I need to 
And uh, I like the Australian accent too, man. It's, it's a great accent. There's a reason why Americans love the Australian accent. So being surrounded by your guys' accent for four months, it's been a lot of fun as well. So I just love it so much. It's been such a, a fun experience. And I don't want it to come to an end, but uh, sadly, I do have to go back to, to baseball back in the USA this upcoming summer. So I'll have some extremely fond memories of my time here. Oh, that is so good. Hey, Michael, we'll leave it there, mate. We'll get you. We'll let you get you to the tennis, mate, uh, to tick off your bucket list. But uh, really appreciate you giving us some of your time and your experiences from all over the world, mate. So thanks so much. My pleasure, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Michael. Fantastic. Uh, there we go, Michael Dixon, uh, the play-by-play commentator at uh, the Melbourne Aces. He does that with uh, Ed White as well.